Yes. Yay! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16, I think. Welcome. Or it could be 15 of... <laughs> did you ever watch like the old Batman series mm-hmm. when they had the... That was amazing. I did, I'm that old. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, I watched it as well. So how come? How come you... Because you're, you're, you're a young stripling. Is that the right word? A sapling. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's quickly move on. This is why we love having a live show. So, what, why, how come you saw? Weeks. How come you saw Batman in the old Adam West? No, was it Adam West? The actor, the Biff Bang Powell. Yeah, when they used one. to go back, they used to throw each yeah. other against yeah. the baddies, and 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 you know, it was, ludic- it was hilarious. It was yeah. Anyway, so maybe, carry on. maybe just came out a few years. They did repeats when yeah, yeah. must be very recent because you're so young. I am in my early twenties. You're one of the youngest people I've ever met. One of the youngest Indian people. The youngest ever people met. in the world. Wow. <laughs> You're so be. young. Carry on. Welcome to episode number well, 15 or 16 of Live Lunch. This is a live episode of a conversation with Joel Virgo, who leads Emmanuel in Brighton. Just so you know, next week we are preaching on anger, and Joel's just come out of a meeting where they've discussed what the preacher's going to be like, which is yeah. what I'm sensing. Mm. Some anger. Some anger. <laughs> He's lived just, to preach. I think it's good to get it out of the way. That's, that's what we're going to preach. Just get your anger out. Get it out. Just let it out. Just yes. channel it out. And that's the way to deal with it. That's what Jesus said. He did. In the KJV version, which is the King Joel Vogel version. I often refer to you as KJV. <laughs> okay. Well, now you know. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Kevin and Joel Vogel. Um... Yeah. So this Sunday was yes. our big gift day Sunday at Emmanuel, a massive yeah. Sunday, a milestone Sunday for us. Yes. It was a privilege to be a part of it. Yeah. And in all the prayer meetings and just being a, being a part of the buzz that's going on at Emmanuel as we as we do this gift day. Yes. Why are we doing this gift day? Well, we're starting a new site. We, we, we've got another location that we're launching this year and uh, it's going to become uh, a big challenge for us to, to buy the property and develop the property. So we're actually naming the figure of half a million. Wow. And so we 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 never we've never raised that much in one gift day. So this is a bit of a, a crazy uh, season for us. But we are um, we we start we had the gift day on Sunday. And what ha- happens with all gift days at Emmanuel is that they there's a few more Sunday. Well, usually the following Sunday we do another uh, opportunity for people who are away. But in in reality, we'll keep it open for just a few weeks while people pray and get their get their thoughts together, get their plans together. And uh, we, we need a miracle from God. I mean, we, we're going to raise a lot of money, but to get to anywhere near half a million will take a, a big miracle. So we're praying and praying and praying. We've got meetings happening through the next few weeks in various places to pray for a breakthrough. But the reality is our story, I mean, I talked about this on Sunday. It wasn't a normal sermon. It was a bit more kind of story of Emmanuel Church from the point of view of our buildings and our, and our money that we've raised. And uh, it was it was really... Uh, it was a, it was a good a good example that or the season we're in now is a good example of the same thing happening where we've had many milestones over the years. We've got a few chapters in our story that speak of God's powerful faithfulness, God just showing up in in provision, helping us, meeting our needs, so that we've been able to, when we hit a problem where we haven't got the space, we haven't got the the, the place we need to be, we we can't do something, we can't do that because we haven't got the money. And we've come to God and said, God, help us. God, break in. And he's done it time and time again. So that's what we're 
doing at the moment and it's exciting yeah amazing I mean I was in the part of the church when you bought when we bought the Clarendon Centre hmm. uh, the Comet Warehouse at the time but you always hear you hear back to those stories hmm. of when we did it yeah and yeah. kind of for like a tinge of disappointment I wish I was there for, for that but yeah. now here we are we get to be part of absolutely we had this part of the journey where yeah. the journey who knows in, in a further. few more decades they'll be talking about do you remember the time we bought that property in, in North Hove yeah. where we yeah. went from zero to half a million yeah come on in a few weeks so that's incredible. what we need to be praying for for God yeah. to just do a big breakthrough so yeah so yeah. it's exciting please pray with us yeah I was, I was reading the news the other day on, on the BBC website that the church in Ipswich is, is buying a cinema yeah that's cool it's amazing we have something telling up right now <laughs> this is good Very hello amazing. Dan hello. oh wow coffee it's two cups again so it's for me and Susie, <laughs> Susie, and Susie. It's okay. thank you or is it for your hand Susie one. Any lunch I just had a coffee. Susie just had a coffee, everybody, yeah. just so you know. It's it, all right. it feels, it feels, it feels slightly wrong that, you know, we've. Anyway. Mmm. Mm. Coffee. The Villas Cafe. <laughs> Steve Boone asked me to shout out to the, the cafe, Archer's Cafe, since they mentioned them. Yes. Yay, the Villas Cafe. Oh, my. Oh, Thank my you. Word. Taco Bell again. This is Taco Bell. quite exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Good man, Dan. Thank you very much. Oh my boxes word. for everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, once we get the food boxes, do you want to do? Here you go, Susie. That's yes, yours. <laughs> Thanks. Do you want to do? Oh, Megan isn't uh, here with us today because she was out gigging in Bristol last Ooh. night. Wow. Megan, our global superstar, yeah. came all the way to Bristol. Yeah. Check out Megan Laura May. Yeah. We are big fans of her. We miss her, but we are so glad that she is thriving. How did she her. get on in Bristol? Anybody know? Um. I'm sure she did well. well. <laughs> Instagram stories said it was a well-attended gig. Good. Um, I was with her husband this morning and... Yeah. Yeah, he seemed well. The other Joel. In spite of being single for a day. He, he, he ran to the prayer meeting this morning. I drove past somebody running. Yeah, I was like, that, that, that looks that like now, Joel. That <laughs> turned yeah. up in his running shorts and his... Good yeah, for him. I, I, I like that. I wouldn't have put... Charge, run as, to the prayer uh, meeting. Don't just go, run. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Run to the streets of England. I like it. People running to that building. Amazing. Now, uh, Susie, I want you to eat because I've got actually a friend that I'm meeting with a bit later. Yeah. So, much as I actually want. There you go, Susie. I got you a drink. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna not have much of it. So hey, actually, yeah. what are you eating with your friend? What am I eating with him? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to ask him what he wants. It's, are you I, I'm him up? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just. I need to catch up with him and talk about stuff. So we're gonna eat. Um, cool. But yeah, there you go. So, cool. you, you are just going to sit and talk while you, yeah, you, you sit and talk that way around. I, oh wow! There's, there's I might, I might obviously steal food. stuff from yeah, you. I might. Sure. Yeah. One of them is called the is called the volcano. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you are warned. Excellent. Thanks. Excellent. So yeah, it's been a good good season. Getting ready to 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 push forward with this new location, and it's 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 very ex- exciting and. Uh, I, I'm just trusting that um, that uh, the prayers that we've been praying for for a while, actually, for a long time since this kind of came on the on the on the radar for us, uh, are going to be answered in wonderful ways in, in the coming season. So it's cool. So what did you speak on last Sunday? Do you want to do a quick recap? Yeah, we. I, I'm not going to eat that. We um, <laughs> we um, are going through the Sermon on the Mount still. So I, I basically drew out a couple of the passages about about giving. Uh, that are in that, or at least about 
how we should see treasure mm-hmm. that are in the book in the in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter six, particularly. And and Jesus talks about treasure. He talks about reward. And uh I suppose he, he particularly warns us against two false kinds of reward. The, the obvious one being the kind of the, the treasures of this passing age, the things that he said, you know, don't lay up, don't store up for yourself treasures in this world where moth uh, destroys and rust corrupts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy, where thieves can't break in. And he's kind of juxtaposing the real riches of heaven, the real heavenly riches that he's called us to enjoy uh, over against the the passing riches that are not necessarily wrong in themselves. They're good things. It's not that we should despise the stuff that money can buy, like like Mexican food, for example. Mm. Uh, We shouldn't despise it. These are gifts from God. But they're not our treasure. They're not the things where our heart should be. They're not. They're not our master. He says you can only have one master. You try and make money and God your master, you'll end up. Uh, it, it will not work. You can only have one master. So that's the stuff. That's what we're preaching on, um, and applying it particularly to the gifting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I managed to finish my spiel mid mid Johan eating. So. Mm. Wow. <laughs> the food, not the summary. Do you want some, <laughs> of, you want some of that? I've got my coffee. Okay. I'm trying to drink healthy because I'm running the Brighton Marathon 10k in a few weeks. Oh. Um, you should have run to the prime meeting. Mm. I ran. I ran. I, ran, I went for a run last night. Oh. Okay. How That's far? It. Eight kilometers. Oh, that's good. Well done. I don't know if I've ever run that far. I, I go running a lot, but I don't know if I've ever done more than maybe maybe eight kilometers. So I, I built up running of. I went from couch to 5k uh-huh. and then I was in Berlin the ne- after doing my first 5k I was in Berlin the next weekend and the wonderful Steve Horn and Nigel Waller were like oh we're going to go for a run and I was like there's no way I'm going to run it your distance or pace yeah, yeah. and then we we did a 10k around Berlin and so uh-huh. I went from 5k to 10k in one run wow. so I think it's, it's doable I, I think the, the 10k is a good distance Steve Horn was helping you hmm. Steve Horn mm-hmm. and Nigel Waller carried me on their shoulders that does make a difference that makes it a little easier yeah I think running with people makes such a big difference having people carry you having people carry you makes a big difference that makes a difference for me Mm. why are you carrying this Indian guy around Berlin cool he wants to complete a 10k (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it sorry I said I wasn't going to eat but now I've seen these salsa and and, and I'm just I'm going to have some little this is just a starter (laughs) Mm. so I think I have a, a few questions about the whole Rewards mm. um, and gift. Yeah, but I think before before we talk about re- rewards, when when you when you look at uh, you, you spoke about investing, uh, yeah. and I know we in one of the previous episodes we have we have talked about giving. Mm. So I think one of the previous episodes mm. uh, goes into uh, into money and how, and how we give. So I don't want to go into that too much. But one of the things that you said was you can't bet too much. On a horse that you know is guaranteed to win. Yeah. If it's the only horse on the race course, <laughs> yeah. you can't invest too yeah. much. Yeah. And yet we feel I feel like we struggle to invest. So you're right. If there was only one horse in the race, I'd put all my money on that horse, knowing that it would be multiplied guaranteed. Is it is do we have the, should we have that sort of an expectation when we give into 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 a gift day or into an offering, giving to the kingdom? Uh, should we have an in- investment kind of mentality? Is there is there like a formula that if if I put in a thousand pounds, I'm going to get back ten thousand pounds or a hundred thousand right. pounds? What's it like? Um, 
there's no there's no formula in the sense that it, it, it just it doesn't work in a predictable way like that. And I think if it did, it would be almost impossible for us to genuinely trust God and to and to treasure him because really we we would be treating him like a like a slot machine, like a um, like and a like a system and a method, and mm-hmm. it, it becomes a um, it's, it becomes obvious. Actually, the reason I'm doing this is for the mm. is for a, a mercenary kind of reward. Um, the reality is that trusting God will mean that we having to leave things in His hands. Say, God, it's mm-hmm. I know that you're faithful. I don't know how you're going to show your faithfulness in this situation. I don't know how. Maybe for a, a while, I won't see how you've shown your faithfulness, but I I still believe that you are faithful. And so we have a mixture of ex- experiences. We have seasons where we, we're trusting God in the dark and then seasons when he, he does something extraordinary that doesn't make any sense except for his miraculous. You know, we, 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 and the more we do it, the more we trust him, the more we get both. Mm. You know, that's the, the, the thing that's fascinating. Even in the times where it's most peculiar and you're most confused about, why is God, why hasn't he shown up? Like he showed up for that guy or that, that lady. That, you know, they had these stories, but I haven't got one yet. Um, you, you have those you have those times, but you also have times where God does show up. The more you trust Him, you're the more you'll have that mixture. And the thing is, the times when He does show up mm. are often so remarkable that they they kind of help you to understand, you know, to to see through the dark times. They they help you to just they just give you further confidence that oh, I, I know God too well. I know yeah. that He's I know yeah. that He's trustworthy. He's got my back. And obviously, we've always got the cross. We've always got the the, the, the ultimate <coughs> expression of God's faithfulness to lean back on mm. anyway. So we're so well provided for in our seasons of need yeah. um, that we can we can just keep trusting him. Susie, you said you had a story from yeah. a money story. Mm. Yeah, I do. I think the battle is getting to a place of trust. So um, it was coming up to February and I wasn't going to make my rent this year. Mm. Um, and... I was reading in Matthew about all these amazing stories of God doing miracles and I was like, God, I just don't feel like I'm trusting you. And I was like, I was in the park and I was reading about God doing all this, like Jesus just doing amazing things. And I was like, okay, I'm not leaving this park until I've settled in my heart that you are faithful. And even if I don't get the money, that I can trust you. And so I just walked around just praying and chatting to God. And and after about an hour, I got to a place of trust where I didn't know if I would get the money, but I was like, God, I know that you're faithful. And then the next morning I woke up and it was February the 1st and my rent was due. And um, I opened my phone and there was a text from my grandparents saying, we just felt like we should give you some money. Um, so literally on the morning where I needed some money, um, the right amount was dropped into my bank account, wow. which was amazing. But the real thing was learning to trust That's God. Fantastic. He got me to a place a where story. I was like, I know you're faithful. And yeah. I've, I've seen it. And you said, whatever you ask, you'll mm. get it. And I know you're good to me. Um, mm. So that was the real win, not the money. It was like, I can trust you. Wow. That is so good. And I'm dropping Susie's bank details in the description <laughs> if anybody no, wants to text her. Or... <laughs> yeah. And I know you're a landlord as well. You would have been out on the pavement. That's fantastic. That is a great really story. Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Yeah. Do you have any, any good giving stories? Yeah, I do. Um, um, I had I, I, one interesting one that might help us. I mean, I, I shared this actually with the church a, a, little, a couple of months ago. So, um, but it's it's um, it's interesting that when when in two Corinthians Paul talks about God providing seed for sowing, 
So it's like God gives us stuff so that we can give more. <laughs> so, so sometimes the re- that God shows up and helps you to financially so that you're able to. Anyway, the, the reason I say that is because my, my a recent example for me and and for, 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 for my wife is that we we gave much more in the summer gift day last year. Uh, no, sorry, the spring gift day last year than we had planned to. We gave way more than our budget. Um, and, and, and then we thought that means we won't be able to give anything to our gift days later in the year. And I thought, well, only if God doesn't show up to give us more money to give away. Because <laughs> um, we just felt, no, we, we really want to go crazy with this spring gift day. So we did. And I said, God, if you want us to give more, uh, if you want us to give again in the next gift day, then, uh, you know, a few months later, then you're going to have to provide for us to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. It was one, it's just in the, literally in the days building up to the gift day, we had another gift come in that was... Amazing. Exactly the kind of exactly the, the the amount that we would have budgeted mm. to give. Mm. So we, it just it's just fun, just stuff like that happens, and it's like, and we're kind of doing that at the moment. We're just mm. saying, God, we're going to stretch, and we're going to trust that you'll give us more to give later in the year. Brilliant. Yeah, I think budgeting to give mm. sounds like a contradiction. Like you set a budget so you can give a certain amount away, but it's not. It's actually quite appropriate to actually plan your year. How much can I give away, and then. Even within that, to sometimes say to God, right, I'd like to give more than I budgeted for and see whether you make it possible for me to give even more. And I just, I think God loves to, to, to get involved in that kind of faith. Yeah, I was wow. going to ask, how do you tie in being a good steward with being generous and trusting God? Because I think it's like you hear an amazing preacher, like, yeah, I want to be generous. Yeah, yeah. But it's just not, it's not wise to, yeah. um, I don't know. No, that's really good. I, I think probably um, the... The generation that that is emerging now, as well as sort of, I think millennials in, church, in millennial Christians, people who are just following Jesus in their, uh, you know, twenties and younger, um, are the people that are challenged, especially with this, because we we teach about generosity, but they're often people with comparatively less expendable income overall. Sadly. Um, because the reality of housing prices, some of the challenges that we'll be facing, um, indebted you know, graduates and students who are just kind of burdened with financial pressure that, that's kind of new, a lot of it. And so we have to explain as much as possible that the Bible doesn't just say be generous. It says steward, you know, it's plan, you know, budget well, be good with money, be smart with money, make money, you know, do well with money, but always doing it so that you can be more generous. And I think as long as that, that those things actually work really well together, they're not at odds with each other. So the person that says, um, you know, actually, I'm really, I'm really going to make as much money as I possibly can. He's not necessarily doing it for a bad reason. They might be doing it for a wonderful reason. And the person that says, um, you know, I'm going to give all of my money away, um, might actually, at that point in their life, it's they might need to just also think, I need to also learn some principles of how in 10 years' time I'd like to give 10 times more money away. And so I, I think the students, you know, relatively less cash to, to throw around to be thinking not just, yeah, let's give money away now, but thinking as time goes on, how can I set my life up so that all my money doesn't get 
you know, wasted up the wall when, when in, in, in the next 10 years, I want to make sure I haven't taken out applications for a thousand gyms and, and spent money on, on phone apps I don't need and technology and, and just blasted all my money on, on booze or whatever. Just what, what are the wise decisions you're making now, which means in a few years' time, you can actually give more than you're giving now? I think just those, those are huge things. And that's why we're doing the Thrive Money um, uh, course in, in small groups in Emmanuel at the moment because we're trying to help millennials especially to really gear up for this. Brilliant. I guess that the next few questions that I'd like to talk to you about or the next few bits that I'd like to talk to you about is is the whole um, rewards thing. Yeah. Um, is expecting to be rewarded for your, your good works or your generosity, uh, how does that work with... It feels quite selfish. It's like, this is a, re- a reward for me. Shouldn't I be just having unselfish motives and doing things all for God's glory and not considering my uh, the re- remuneration or the reward or whatever that's going to come back to me? Yeah. How do you hold the two together? Well, it's it's um, it's interesting. I, I think one of the best, exp- best ways of helping explain this is, is one of C.S. Lewis's illustrations in... In one of his in one of his uh, writings, where he says that you know there's a, there's the, the person that that marries somebody because they're wealthy. Say a guy marries a, a, a young woman, and he's excited about marrying her because she's she's loaded, and so he thinks I I cannot wait to marry her because I I will be I have access to all that cash that she has. Uh, we would rightly condemn that as a motive. We would see that as mercenary and shallow and selfish. If the guy's attitude is, I don't know anything about how much money she's got. I just can't wait to spend my life with her. I can't wait to, for my wedding day because I want to be with her. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. He's, it, he's also looking for a reward. He, he's hungry for a reward. But we don't see that as selfish. <laughs> we don't see that as um, uh, as kind of shallow and cheap mm. and mercenary. We see it as 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 a, an expression of love. It's like he he just delights in her. And if anything, you could say it's selfish in the sense that it pleases him, but it also honors her. It shows that he's seen something in her that's that's really beautiful, wonderful, and treasured. Mm. So. I think that helps because I think the reward theme in the Bible, you cannot get around it. it is, it's just there all the time. Jesus doesn't just say, oh, there might be rewards for some of you. You know, just, just let's not talk about it. It's a bit awkward and cheap, but but yeah, there's rewards in heaven as well. He does, he, He's quite big about it and he's upfront about it. He's quite, he, he says he, as an instruction, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. He's really clear on it. He's really insistent on it. And it comes through in lots of verses. And not just in the Gospels, but across the Scriptures in all kinds of ways, this theme. But when you start to step back and think, what does it refer to? What's it describing? Well, at least what it's describing is more of Christ. Like Paul says in Philippians 3, I want to know him. You know, you think, that's that's Paul. I, would, I thought you knew Jesus but he said, no, no, I, I feel like I don't. I want more of him. I want, just like the bridegroom, you know, just in, this, in the illustration, I just want him. And if he's your reward, then seeking more of him, is, is, there's nothing shallow about that. That's a, that's a very God-glorifying motive. Mm. 
we can't help desiring things. It's how we're wired. It's a bit like if you tell people love for desiring things, it's like breathing. How can I not desire things? I can't not breathe. I can't not. Um, but it's it's what we desire. It's the object of our desire that actually is the 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 clue to what's going on in our soul. And if it's wealth, if it's money, if that's the object of our desire, then that's going to become a dangerous master. But if it's more of Jesus, then your, your soul is going to be freer and freer and freer. So when it does use those verses that sort of rewards in heaven, the reward is the, the knowledge of God or the, the, yeah. the relationship of God rather yeah. than I think at, at, its, at its very root, that's what it is. Mm. I don't think it's, it's um, easy for us to know the, the, le- the layers within that, the texture of that, except that the Bible does talk about things like serving him on a, on a greater level, if you like, like some of the rewards that the Bible hints at are you will, you will oversee cities. Mm. Uh, you will sit on my throne with me. You will do. And so it's like, yeah, I think, I think there are features of reward that might sound quite practical. It might you know, it, it, it may be in, in eternity, there's ruling over things for him. Wow. What a privilege. But, but it's, it, that's kind of secondary at the same, cause it's, it's really ultimately about knowing him mm. and enjoying him. And if I get to do more for him, that's a kind of a, a way for knowing more of him, mm. having more of him in my life. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's the key thing. There's that verse in Matthew where Jesus, I, I think it's in Matthew. Mm. <laughs> it's always dangerous when you say a book of the Bible on life. Sure, because I'm going to be like, no, it's not. Uh-huh. No. Don't know your Bible. What is this book Conceive. of Matthew? There's no such um, thing. ESV. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, where he says, those of you who give up... Um, your homes and your fields and your brother and your uh, and your mother and your father and your sister mm. uh, will receive rewards not just in the life to come but in this life yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. So again, it, yeah, that's it, really it, good. Is, is it Matthew? Yeah. yeah okay. mm. Mm. Um, it, the knowledge of knowing that I was correct, <laughs> just reward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Wow. You've received it in full. I have. Um, <laughs> no. So what do you think that, that it does seem to imply that you would be rewarded in this lifetime? I think, I think um, the, 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 the idea perhaps is, is the thing that we need to maybe pull back from a bit. When, when Jesus talks about laying up treasures in heaven, mm. the word heaven in our automatic association Sorry. is where people, <clears throat> where people go when they die. Mm. And um, that's that, you know, Let's step back because that's that's not in that in that specific case. When when Jesus talks about that, he doesn't necessarily talk about use the word heaven. Mm. Um, we do, but you know, he has a lot to say about where you go when you die. But he's not using the word heaven there necessarily in that way. It's it's like Paul says in Colossians: set your minds on 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 heaven, not not things of this world, mm. but where Christ is in mm. heaven. Mm. So it's more about where is your treasure now. If your treasure now is in heaven, what it means is my treasure is Christ. My treasure is is, is having him in heaven. Now, the fact is that lasts forever. So in a, it is, it's related to where I go when I die. But I can enjoy, I can be living in the good of it now. I can be enjoying the, the blessings and the rewards of, of faithfulness, even in this life. Mm. Um, heaven doesn't mean I have to wait forever. Actually, more and more, as, as I follow Jesus, I can start to enjoy some of the features mm. of the age to come. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's really helpful. Um, do you have any, rec- any resources you want to recommend as we come to an end? Well, one of the, the um, 
books that has had massive influence and impact all over the world um, when it comes to this whole issue of money and rewards and what we do with our money and is called Money, Possessions, and Eternity. Randy Alcon's book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Money, Possessions, and Eternity, we'll put it on the show notes yeah. by Randy Alcorn. Uh, get hold of that book if you can. If you if it's out of print, I don't, it should be in print still. It'd be a crime if it isn't because it's an absolute classic. It's an amazing book. And I, I remember a friend of ours used to say, before you buy that book and read it, spend all your money now. Uh, do, do, if you have any money, spend it now because after you read that book, you won't. <laughs> you, you'll never you know, so if you have any money to spend, spend it now, and then read that book, and then and then you're you're yeah. So it's obviously a, a joke, um, but it's an amazingly powerful book, brilliantly explained, well written, very biblical, powerful book. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Bless you. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining your time. us uh, for your lunch break. And if you're watching the show later on, thank you for joining us Brilliant. then as well. Cheers, guys. Um, have a great rest of your day. See you soon.